Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Sportster Show. We're doing two in quick succession here. If you liked the first episode in our WrestleMania 38 recap, we appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing to the channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stetcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate you listening to the return of the show, the Sportster Show, our very first episode of that brand and that version of this. Uh, but there was something happened this morning on Friday. Tony Khan, AEW's Tony Khan, decided to post a series of tweets that got a lot of attention. And so Norman and I decided, you know what, let's get this thing while we're on a roll, let's do another one. So we recorded another podcast today on YouTube Live, and this is that podcast so we hope you enjoy. This is a conversation not just about Tony Khan and his tweets about Twitter bots and anti-AEW sentiment and pro-WWE, everything else, but we also got a little bit into WrestleMania Monday, what to expect on Friday SmackDown, some of the storylines that are going on in WWE. Uh, this is episode two of the Sportster Show. We hope you enjoy. Good. Yeah, well, this is earlier than we thought we would be back doing another show, but something happened this morning uh, or this afternoon on Friday as we record this that uh, we probably felt like we should talk about. It's catching a lot of attention. It's getting a lot of buzz on social media, which is somewhat ironic because of the fact that the topic is about social media and what it means for AEW, professional wrestling, whatever, right? So Tony Khan goes online and he posts a series of tweets about Twitter bots. And I don't know how much you know about Twitter bots and how this all works and stuff like that, but it's caught quite a bit of attention. So we thought, you know what, it's an interesting topic because we should probably chat about the tweet itself and the series of tweets that followed. The idea that social media and Twitter is big in the world of professional wrestling, how much of it's real, how much of it isn't, how much of this is Tony Khan being paranoid, how much of this is Tony Khan being legitimate. I have no idea. So I thought, you know what, let's chat about it. Uh, it seems to be trending. So if you're up to it, uh, let's let's chat about that for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I mean, look, it's certainly worth discussion. And I think it's important that we, uh, this only, I mean, this is 
not exactly breaking news, but it happened a couple of hours ago. So yeah, I think it's um it's fun to talk about it when it's fresh in the moment. Um, obviously, nothing bad can can come from us uh, just spewing uh, about something that just happened without thinking about it at all. But um, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't don't take any time at all to kind of come up with some really good yeah. arguments or some theories or do any research. We've whatsoever. had a couple of hours uh, to dwell on it, so I think we're, I think our yeah, takes are going to be measured for sure. I I looked a little bit too into the whole Twitter bot thing. I mean, it's been an issue going back to well, 2018, 2017. It's been around, right? Mm-hmm. And Twitter has done what they can in a lot of ways to try to combat what is. So for those, here's what we should probably do. We should lay out the intro of what this is all about. So Tony Khan goes on Twitter uh, this morning and he writes, An independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? So then he goes on to say, research this one yourselves. You internet detectives thrive in these situations. And then he promotes Rampage tonight. Obviously, that's happening too. Uh, And then he says, the boiler room staff is going to be working overtime on a Friday. I love it. Which I think some people took to say, uh, is that a shot at WWE and the boiler room and all that other stuff? So uh, first thing I'll ask you is, what did you think of the actual tweet itself? Did you think this was wise? Do you think this is Tony Khan joking around? Do you think he's legitimately serious? Like... I don't know. I'm sure it exists. It happens for WWE. It happens for Nirvana. It happens for Impact. It happens for AD. There's always an anti-promotional group, yeah, right. right? They don't love everything that AEW mm-hmm. does. They don't love everything that WWE does. For every negative AEW fan, there's probably 10 negative WWE fans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, So is this just him getting carried away and going, I don't like what I'm seeing? I don't know that I've actually recognized a huge, staunch, anti-AEW mm. negative crowd. Have you? Um... Not huge, but it is there. Like, there is a very, very vocal um, group of of users on Twitter that absolutely despise AEW and everything AEW does and are very, like, vehemently pro-WWE, which, you know, look, I think... uh, Myself, personally, I just enjoy professional wrestling, right? If WWE is good, I'm going to praise WWE. When WWE is bad, I'm going to criticize WWE. When AEW is good, I'm going to praise AEW. When when AEW is bad, I'm going to criticize AEW. That's how it is. I just like pro wrestling. There's no brand. uh, There's no like brand loyalty from me personally. My personal opinion right now is that AEW is putting on a, a, a superior product in terms of enjoyment. That's just my personal belief. I I am currently enjoying the AEW product a lot more than the WWE product. But there's no brand loyalty there, right? I don't... They're both... It's, they're, they're two companies run by two billionaires. I, I could care less about which one of them ends up on top in, in this shit-throwing contest, right? Um, but there are a lot of people on Twitter who are vehemently one way or the other, right? It's not, there's not just, like, vehement... Um, and I think we, when we use the word bots, we've got to be a little bit careful because... That implies, I think that sort of implies that these are like artificial intelligence, that there's some AI, some algorithm running these things, when a lot of it is just real people. It's just real people with brain worms. Uh, so <laughs> I think, so when Tony Khan's talking about um, an army of bots, that kind of um, is kind of letting a lot of people off the hook, really, because they're not bots, they're real people, they're just very, very stupid. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of people who are vehemently, I will say from what I have observed, the, the, there's a, there's a, obviously a, WWE is a much bigger company. It's been around for a lot longer. It has a much bigger fan base. So the pro AEW slash vehement anti AEW crowd does seem to be a little bit more vocal and a little bit bigger, 
but there's certainly you know there's certainly a lot of um AEW fans that are are similar now whether whether or not um it, this is a sort of um conspiracy that's being I, I'm sh- like, look, I'm sure there's some, um, I'm sure WWE has some PR company who has a few people that go on Twitter and, and, and tweet pro WWE anti AEW stuff. Right. Um, but I don't think it's this, hu- I don't think it's a huge, massive conspiracy with Tony Khan's tweet. I don't know, man. He's, he, I think there's a, a kernel of truth in there somewhere, but to, um, it seems a little bit unnecessary. I think everybody does it um, and on, on in every industry. I think it's sort of prevalent, as particularly on Twitter. We see it in politics all the time. But yeah, I don't think he needed to tweet this. But the tweet is getting traction. It's getting engagement. And if it gets, if people are going to watch Rampage tonight, then fair enough, you know. <laughs> okay, so here, a couple questions coming out of that. Then one is this good traction? Is this the type of attention that Tony Khan? wants and needs for AEW. Do you think that this tweet was meant to uh, gain some interest in the show tonight? Yeah. Or do you believe that this is just some sort of response, some quick sort of, hey, I don't like what I'm seeing. Let's just blech out on social media. Yeah. Like, what do you think happened? So, I mean, he re- I think he really wants people to check out the John Moxley-Wheeler-Uta match tonight, which from, by all accounts, from people that have, obviously this is, a, this tonight's Rampage is, was taped on Wednesday after, after Dynamite. Um... By by many accounts, this uh, this Moxley Wheeler Uta match is supposed to be very 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 good, so I'm excited to see that. But um, yeah, I think he really wants people to watch that. I don't know, mate. Look, I don't know, man. Who who can who can get in the brain of a billionaire, man? That you know, Tony Khan. He he he's a wrestling fan, and he's you know a millennial. So he's he's you know he's not like other billionaires, but he at the end of the day he is still a billionaire, and being a billionaire uh, rots your brain. Um, so I don't know, man. I think maybe he was just having having ha- just having a weird one today, and thought it would. So- well, he's Go on. he's had them before. He's had weird ones mm. before. We've seen it with Big Swole when she left AEW. He got really defensive and very quickly. We've seen it with, uh, and she made comments about uh, just the diversity in AEW and why she left and who was being pushed and who wasn't. And he got all up in you know that and was very quick to respond. And some of that made sense and some of that didn't look so good on him, mm. right? Uh, there's other stuff where he's, he's really, for a guy who's do, putting his heart and soul, and I will give him this, he's putting his heart and soul into AEW. So when you do anything like that, you're going to be defensive of mm-hmm. it. Like if people are going to come out, and talk crap about the company or talk crap about the people you're pushing or the matches or the people that you've chosen to employ, uh, you're probably going to get defensive. Now, Vince McMahon, and I'll point to something that he said in the Pat McAfee interview, took a while to learn this lesson where he said, look, there was a time that I cared, right? That I, I didn't know it wasn't a good idea for me to try to defend myself because people are just not going to like mm-hmm. me. That's just the reality of it. Vince McMahon doesn't care mm-hmm. anymore, right? I'm not saying that Vince McMahon's approach is perfect or anything like that, but he's understood now that you can't win these these minor battles all the time. They're just not going to be able to do it, so <laughs> why bother engaging in the war? And I wonder if Tony Khan hasn't learned that lesson yet. If this is something where he's going, you know what, I don't like what I'm seeing. Somebody said this bad, somebody said this bad. Uh, just coming off WrestleMania weekend, so the buzz is all in WWE's corner. Well, if all of that just sort of added up and he just went out and, you know, brain barf this stuff on social media or if he actually specifically did this to get the attention it's getting i don't know like that's the the question is he learning from his past mistakes by saying 
you know, I don't need to be engaging in this sort of thing? Or is he understanding that by engaging in this, it's going to get a lot of conversation yeah. and that could lead to viewers? Yeah. I, I honestly don't I mean, it know is interesting. Yeah, I mean, like. yeah. And again, he... The big swallow thing, he still hasn't really... I think he still has... He, I, 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 he hasn't really, like, sp- said anything about that since it happened. I think he... I, I mean, maybe he doesn't feel remorse or regret or anything. Look, I don't know if... Um, I, I like Big Swell. I don't know if she's left a big hole in the in the AEW roster in, in terms of just in-ring ability. Um, but yeah, I still think some of the stuff that he said at the time was a little bit problematic and maybe just thought in the moment and didn't really sort of think it through. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't... Basically, he probably shouldn't even be running his own Twitter account, let's be honest. But Well, that's the thing, right? Like, is this really something that he should be looking yeah. after? Should he be... Should he not have a filter of people before he's able to tweet anything that have to look at what he wants to mm-hmm. write and go, you probably should. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like that just seems to be the the thing that you would do. Right. Yeah. There's always a risk in having somebody else run your Twitter account for you. Uh, and maybe that's what he's worried about, because this is also a guy who has taken pretty much all of the booking capabilities away from everybody else. He's ever had to do mm-hmm. that in the company and he's doing it all himself. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing it all for Ring of Honor, and we've just heard that he's doing a lot of it for AAA Mexico. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy who's got so much on his mm-hmm. plate that he's probably boiling On over top of that, time. he also is heavily involved in an NFL team and an, an English uh, English League soccer right. team. He So he basically picked the three worst fan bases in the world to to be involved in right wrestling nfl and and soccer uh so he's got yeah i mean he's getting it from all sides um yeah i don't know he's an interesting fellow man and i i you know i've got a lot of respect for him in the same way i've got a lot of respect for vince mcmahon even if i don't necessarily agree with um him ideologically and stuff like that you know but um yeah i mean this tweet it's just he for, the worst thing about it is that he mentioned a, he mentioned a study he cited a study and then didn't provide any evidence or any link yeah. to that study that's the biggest if he if he had just if he had just shared a link dropped a link as well that would have like i don't think it would be as controversial as it was and we probably wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about it as much as it stands it, yeah, it looks like sure. he just woke up one he woke up today and was just like you know what f it i'm just going to i'm just going to yeah it's it's like he rolled over, saw a tweet he didn't like, and that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, mm. right? Like, he just sort of, you know what? That's it. Let's go, mm. right? It, it's really tough when you don't provide. Like, that's why I wondered if the tweet when I first saw it was somewhat of a troll job, right? Because he's put it out there, and then he said, hey, you internet detectives, you guys go look this up and tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's almost like he's engaging in a game that he wants people to do the work for him, and he's just like, yeah, prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure if that's the best idea. Um I did have a question for you, though, because you mentioned it, and I'm with you. I like a lot of things that AEW is doing. I don't know that I would say that I, on a weekly basis, prefer AEW over WWE Mm -hmm. or vice versa, Mm -hmm. but I do like a lot of the things that AEW is doing, and then there's a lot of things I don't like, just like WWE, right? Some things you love, some things you don't. How much of this do you think that if Tony Khan is legitimately referring to an anti-AEW sentiment is actually about AEW, or it's more about people helping out or promoting or whatever they want to be doing here. And we'll get into the whole idea of this being a WWE thing, but how much of this is pro WWE and how much of this is anti AEW? Do you think? 
sorry my dog my dogs are barking <laughs> um didn't, didn't, didn't love the yeah thing. i mean i would say i think a lot of it is both right i think for some reason when i was talking about this earlier the brand this sort of brand loyalty brand warfare thing you don't it's not just in um it's not just wrestling you see it i, I think part of it comes down to because you see it in sports all the time right and in sports it makes sense because you have geographical sort of rivalries and stuff um i mean it makes a little bit more sense i mean it's still it's still a little bit weird if you actually sort of take a step back and look at it like sort of analyze it separate yourself from it and you're like oh these people you know if you look at like soccer teams in europe you're like oh man these people uh support different clubs and they hate each other so much that they beat each other up over it or whatever uh that's weird so i think i think a lot of some of it is like wrestling fans um trying to maybe find an element of that in i think there was some a lot of hardcore wwe fans who it's just it's, it's weird right because you get like i was saying i like professional wrestling i like wwe I like aw i just i just i'm here to enjoy professional wrestling as an art form right i think there are people who only watch wwe and they have this weird sort of fascination and appreciation for vince mcmahon based on what he's built and the sort of mem- the memories that he has given them uh, over the years, right? I think a lot of people sort of hold the glory days of WWE like very close to their heart, and are very f- and they sort of admire Vince McMahon in sort of this like weird Disney Walt Disney esque sort of uh, figure, right? Um, where they sort of cite him as creating these sort of influential, pivotal, important, sentimental moments in their life. And I think that when AEW came along, suddenly I think, and they've seen they've seen competition come and fail, right? They've seen d- competition come and take the fight to WWE and fail, like w- WCW, uh, TNA. At one point, there was like I mean, there was a, there was a minute where people thought TNA could be like a legit competitor to WWE, yeah. right? And then WWE just trampled yeah. over them for 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 a decade. And so I think a lot of people have been expecting that to happen with aw like a lot of hardcore wwe fans yeah i think there's just sort of an insecurity there when it comes to when when it when aw launched and they were legit and they had they had money behind them and they were able to attract big stars a lot of big talent a lot of very like talent that these you see it on twitter you see this all the time right you see people um pro wwe people will talk about um when they're when when a wrestler is at wwe they'll go on and on about how much they love them right i've i was recently looking at some one particular timeline where this guy was i i I searched adam cole on his account on his profile and when adam cole was at nxt this guy was gushing over adam cole constantly just would not shut up about how much he loved adam cole and how talented adam cole was and how adam cole needed to go to the main roster and then as soon as adam cole jumped ship to AEW suddenly Adam Cole was like the worst wrestler in the world, can't cut it in the big leagues, blah, 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 right? So yeah, I think when you, your original question was, is this this pro-WWE or anti-AEW? It's a bit of both, man. It's like, it's anti-AEW because they're so pro-WWE. I think there's a lot of pro-WWE people who who are perfectly fine with AEW, but for some reason there's some, there's a, a vocal large vocal group of pro wwe people that despise everything AEW does even when AEW does good stuff and they do good stuff quite a lot right the in rings in terms yeah. of in ring action right there's some 
not every booking decision of Tony Khan's has been perfect, right? He's he's done a lot of really stupid things actually, but normally the in ring action action is brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> would, you, well, I, I, one thing I would hope is that, uh, and I don't think it's a coincidence that this is happening when Cody Rhodes makes a jump. I'm not saying Cody Rhodes is behind it. I'm not suggesting it's related to Cody Rhodes and why. I mean, he did make a comment on an interview with WrestleMania about Twitter bots, just, you know, whether that's a coincidence or this is where it's stemming from. Um, but I would hope that people who are pro-WWE and maybe anti-WWE, because they're pro, so pro-WWE, understand what it is that will happen with WWE if AEW is successful. We've seen this already. WCW was successful. What happened to WWE? It got better, mm-hmm. yeah. right? When there's competition and it's legitimate competition, WWE has no choice but to get mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. right? That's what you would hope will happen here, right? If AEW is successful and it's proving that it seems to be, mm-hmm. the WWE is going to go, okay, well, I guess we've got to step up our game. It's great for everybody, mm-hmm. right? It's good if the wrestlers have places to go and not everything on every product is going to be a home run. It is what it is. But you want AEW to be successful. You want to enjoy both products. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, and you would hope that people do the research and go, man, the last time that we were actually competition here, this was great for everyone. I mean, it was the best time, people will argue, in wrestling. When you had the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era and all the things going back, both shows were fantastic. Neither show was perfect all the time, but both shows were great, right? So you would kind of go, man, let's hope that these people who are bashing anti- or anti-AEW simply because they're uh, pro-WWE understand that. There is a little bit of, uh, to me anyway, some distaste for what AEW is starting to become. Uh, they are in some ways hypocritical in that they started and built their promotion on the fact that they were a wrestling company, that they would not fire people, uh, that they would uh, not have too huge of a roster, that they would not you know, bring people in then release. And they're starting to do all those things they said they would not mm. do. And in, in that respect, you have to kind of go, man, they're not that different from WWE. Yeah. And you have to wonder, okay, now that push comes to shove, they have this massive roster, some of these original contracts are coming up. Now that Cody Rhodes has made a jump. Oh, and by the way, Cody Rhodes has said some people in AEW want to make a jump too. Um, you got to wonder, okay, is AEW really that different mm-hmm. than WWE and all the things they said they stood right, against? Yeah. Are they really against yeah. it? And I wonder if some of that has to do with where this just sudden anti-AEW stuff is coming from. Because everybody can dislike the product a little mm. bit. There's not that, there's some stuff on the show I just can't stand. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but it doesn't mean that I don't want them to do well and have the greatest product ever so that WWE yeah. and AEW both up their game every week right. and give us the best product we can as wrestling yeah. fans. right? Yeah. So I wonder if it's all just a timing thing. If the crap just hit the fan all at the same time between Cody jumping... The Twitter bots comment he made saying people are leaving, some people being a little anti AEW, and some of the matches and the stars they're pushing, losing some of these guys, some of their fans, like fan favorites, are disappearing off television. Mm. Maybe it's just the perfect storm, right? Yeah. And it all sort of came together at the same time. And I will, I will say it goes, it goes back to what I kind of was, what I said earlier. Um, at the end of the day, like no matter how much you like either company or both companies, at the end of the day, they're still run by two billionaires um with who that run companies that are trying to exist within the framework that is capitalism uh so there's always going to be you know there's no way you can be like 
And I, I, I thought this, like, I love AEW, and I thought this when AEW, at the beginning, where I was a bit like, where people, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of people jumped ship, or like, they even jumped ship, there were people that had become disillusioned with WWE a long time ago, and got very, very excited when AEW started, because I think they thought it was going to be this sort of like, woke alternative to WWE, and... Mm-hmm. At the time, I remember thinking, it's not going to be a woke alternative WWE because it's owned by a billionaire. <laughs> it's just not yeah. going to happen. There's not going to be like, there's not, there's, there's not, he's not going to keep everybody under contract forever just out of the goodness of his heart. Because if he had a heart, he wouldn't be a billionaire. <laughs> right? um, yeah, or if at least he, if he thought with his heart first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be, right? And even, and McMahon even said that in the interview. He said there was times when he was talking to Pat McAfee that he used to keep people on because it, it felt bad to let them yeah. go. And then he put other people... He When he became a public company, he said, it made my life in that respect much simpler. Yeah. Right? Like it, it might not feel as good. It still feels like crap. But it isn't my choice. Yeah, it's anymore, out of his hands, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's a public company. Mm-hmm. It has to be done when the wrestlers aren't pulling in the revenue mm-hmm. that is required to keep them on mm-hmm. staff. Right? So it, it became a decision that wasn't about his heart. It became a business decision that multiple people were mm-hmm. making. And you have to know, I agree with you, if Tony Khan is going to be a successful business person, he cannot lead with his heart first. He has to lead with the bottom line and the economics of what he's doing time and time. If he doesn't, AEW won't last. Mm. And yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's the thing as well. You said about WWE going public. I mean, you can pinpoint so much change to the point that they went public, right? Like it's, I think we have, we sort of... um, I mean, WWE is, is the best at doing this themselves, where they kind of rewrite their own history in a way. Like a lot of this, these documentaries we see are kind of whitewashed to an extent. Um, but yeah, we kind of we kind of analyze WWE's history through rose-tinted glasses a lot. But you can actually pinpoint like the moment WWE went public, so much of the business model just changed completely, right? And that's what he was saying in that in that McAvee interview, where it's like. These decisions, those decisions became a lot easier for him to make because that he he was he was he wasn't really making them. They were being made for him yeah. by his board or by the shareholders or whatever, right? Um, I will say though, Tony Khan has been very vocal about this, where he didn't want to because WWE released a lot of people from their contracts before their contracts had expired during the pandemic, right? Over it was like over a hundred or something. They they just cut them loose, budget cuts yeah. or whatever. Um, Tony Khan has been quite vocal about how he didn't want to do that, which is why he's letting people's contracts elapse, right? So Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, their contracts are just elapsing and he's not renewing them. Um, he, he, was, he said that he didn't want to let anybody go during the pandemic, although we are still in a pandemic, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was, yeah. that was at least his defense of the situation. Um, I think he's been true to that. I think the, the only part. people that he's really let go are the ones that have caused their own demise. Right, Jimmy Havoc. You know, yeah. Have, yeah, have done some stuff where you're like, yeah, he's not keeping yeah. that guy. Right, like, and in, that, in most cases, I would assume, or people have chosen to leave, yeah. right? And like, Cody has chosen to do his own right, thing. Right, yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I would say he's been true to mm-hmm. that. And we haven't spoke since... Um... Did we, did we we haven't spoke since Raw aired, have we? We last time we we chatted was prior. We the last time we chatted was just before the Monday right. of WrestleMania Monday. So we uh, we should probably do that a little bit here today yeah. too, uh, just to switch topics. But yeah, we did not. We talked about WrestleMania. We recapped it on episode one of this this portion mm-hmm. podcast. Which, by the way, for people that are watching this, 
uh, just a quick reminder, we have brought the podcast back. You can now check it out on Spotify, uh, all your favorite Apple podcasts, all your favorite podcast platforms. It's now called The Sports Show. It used to be called Wrestling Sheet Radio, uh, which was run by Ryan Satin, who's now with WWE and Fox and all that stuff. But it's been a couple years since we've done this podcast, so we're bringing it back. And so our first episode was the WrestleMania 38 recap. We talked night one and night two. We, don't, we sort of dipped our toes into what WrestleMania Monday would look like and it was a there was a couple surprises um, on the show that I don't think either one of us expected. So uh, as we finish up this t- conversation, maybe make some closing remarks about Tony Khan. Yeah, here. Uh, we'll move into awesome. that. Uh, what's your final? Just let's do that. Final thought on what uh, Tony Khan had to say today and what you think this might mean moving yeah, forward. Yeah, final thought is that there is like an element of truth to the, to what he said. Like there absolutely is. Um, there, all companies do this. There, there is some um, shenanigans and some sh- chicanery going on 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 social media to try and um, it's like propaganda, basically, right? Um, and WWE does have a history of smearing uh, competitors and rivals, right? There, they it's not you know you, this 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 isn't like some conspiracy theory. You can go and do you can like look into this yourself. Um, they have done stuff like this in the past. Uh, so there is like an, an element of truth to what Tony Khan was saying, uh, whether or not it needed to be, it was a topic that needed to be broached in a tweet thread where he's promoting tonight's episode of Rampage is a completely different story. Personally, if he, if that was me, I wouldn't have said anything. And again, all billionaires should have somebody running their Twitter account for them. Um, because yeah, billionaires all have brainworms. So yeah, that's, that's my final thought. <laughs> Well, I my thought is this. I wonder what this will do if it if it was on purpose, if it will have the intended consequences, so to speak, that he wanted, right? If he went out there and he posted that in some sort of way to engage in some sort of, you know, WCW or uh, AEW versus WWE war, get people on one side firmly enough, if that will backfire in the fact that people are probably actively going to be looking now for these anti-AEW tweets that are out there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Which I don't know if they would have before. Mm. And so if you're kind of going, what the heck is he talking mm. about? Like, because I honestly, when I saw that, I mean, other than the obvious, oh, I hate this or I hate that, which we see for both AEW and WWE, yeah. if people really started to notice a trend where just all of a sudden these Twitter bots or whatever people were just actively tweeting over and over and over again how bad AEW mm-hmm. was, I never saw yeah. it. Right? So. Now I'm going, I'm thinking, well, what were these tweets he's talking about, right? So I'm looking for them. And when you look for that, what do you do? Do you defend AEW and then post your own tweets? Or do you start to read them and go, ah, you know what? There's a point there, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see, one, what backlash he faces, because there's been a lot of talk about what he said and why he said it and not, not posting the study and people actually not liking AEW, which they might not have said otherwise. And then there's other people who have you know, vehemently defended him and said, you know what, AEW's awesome. I don't know why anybody would be doing this. It's pretty stupid that people would be creating accounts, and it's probably WWE, and it's all like and there's going to be some of that too. So I'm really, I want to see how this unfolds yeah. because I don't, I don't know if it has the intended results that he meant for it to have, yeah. and hopefully it's just not another thing that he's done where you're like, man. That guy just needs to learn not to say nothing. Yeah, knowing, knowing right? him, he won't say anything about it again. Like, we won't hear anything about it again. He'll just, he just won't tweet about it, ever, you know. He won't mention it again. It'll yeah. just, like, just with the big swole stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like as you were saying, I have, like, I, I obviously, I run the the, uh, the Sports to Twitter account 
I do see a lot. I, you see it on both sides, though, right? I, but like I said at, at the top of the show, you see it on both sides. But it does seem, but it does seem to be more common on the pro WWE side. But that's just because WWE has a bigger fan base and a much more loyal, hardcore fan base because they've been around for a lot longer. You do see it will be people with Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins profile pictures, Brock Lesnar profile pictures, right? Um, and they will just dump on anything AEW does, and they'll share like out of context clips or just like look they'll say they'll, they'll share clips of botches or something which botches happen on every wrestling show botches are like part of professional wrestling part of the art form they're enjoyable sometimes you know they're not supposed they're not like a blooper or whatever right and everyone does them it's not like eight they're more prevalent in AEW than they are anywhere else maybe a little bit <laughs> because you know, they, <laughs> it depends on what yeah but also like. those people haven't spent you know five years uh down in Orlando training to become tv ready and then and then come out barely tv ready you know so <laughs> or even when you spent 60 years in the industry and you take a stunner like mcmahon doesn't matter how long you've been in the right business, uh, yeah and he's taken yeah. a lot of stunners as well so it was w- very weird that uh, like we like we said we, he must have been ribbing it must have been a rib man <laughs> Uh, yeah, I still love it. It was one of my favorite moments from WrestleMania, whether it was on purpose or not. I still think it was. It couldn't have been done any better way, if intentional or not. Have you seen the video of Have you seen me. the video of Mick Foley laughing at it? No, oh. but I saw the edited version that they put on Raw, where they cut out all the goofy yeah. stuff and made it look like a million yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's funny. No, yeah, there's a video yeah, of Mick Foley just absolutely corpsing at, at. He's watching WrestleMania at home and he's just howling at the stunner. Very funny stuff. Oh, that's yeah. good. that's all awesome. Right. All right, let's let's quickly talk about WrestleMania Monday. Um, there's a few big things that happened. I have to say this: the show was not good, mm-hmm. but there was a lot that happened on it. Mm-hmm. That if you had restructured it in a way to better order the the events, it might not have been that bad. But the show itself was just not very yeah. good. Like there was a lot of stuff that you're like, man, did they really use this traditional show to do this? Mm-hmm. Like. That's what I felt when I watched it. I'm like, man, they were rolling off of two really strong nights with WrestleMania, and then they gave us this. Right. But that said, there was a couple of returns. Veer debuted. He looked pretty good. Uh, MVP turned on uh, Bobby Lashley, which I thought was an interesting idea and storyline. Uh, the Ezekiel stuff, I got to get your take on that. What's the what's your thoughts on Elias slash Ezekiel? I mean, look, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, do you think it will go this anywhere? This is it, right? Do you think they've gone that far that this wasn't just one week? Yeah, and this see is what it. Happens, I, or do you think they have? A I plan? think be, I think the way that people were talking about it will make them want to continue. Like, I, it definitely got people talking, and I think it's the same with the Veer stuff, right? I think they might persevere with this a little bit. It has Bruce Pritchard written all over it, in my opinion. <laughs> I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, it's got Pritchard written all over it. He, I mean, look, I, I. I so, like, sometimes I totally get it when they need to repackage someone. I don't know that Elias needed to be repackaged. I don't know if he was. There was a point when he was extremely over. I don't know if he was as over as that by the time he by the time he went, was off TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there was still some cash in that cow. So it was a little bit sad when they kill off a character like that because inevitably they bring them back. So like, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Elias the. The Wanderer or whatever, you know, the Wandering Musician. That's a good point. I wonder if they're doing this with the full intention to bring Elias back and have us hate Ezekiel so much that we're so excited for Elias. Yeah, that could be it. That when he does return, we're like, thank yeah, God. Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I do I would do believe he was gone long enough that you could have just brought Elias exactly. back and got a huge pop on yeah. Monday. Um, and that he's been out of our mind for so long now. Mm-hmm. 
just seeing him again as Elias mm-hmm. would have been good. I think the downfall was when they tried to make him into like an iTunes pop star babyface, mm-hmm. and they talked about his chart topping music more than they talked about the fact that he was just you know kind of a heel guy that was annoying yeah. and whatever. I thought that was when his character was at its uh, height. Absolutely, right? natural babyface transition would have made yeah. sense for me, but they tried to force feed it. Right? Yeah. And then it got old and he was stale like whatever, um, his gimmick was that he he was like if Rick Rowling was a wrestler. Do you remember there was, where he would just keep coming yeah. out, out? Like my, I, I went to um, I can I can never remember the number, but I was at the last WrestleMania that was in New Orleans, right? The one where uh, Danielson had his first match back. Um, and there was that was when it was when uh, John Cena was trying to get a match with the Undertaker, and mm-hmm. then Elias. I want to say that's thirty-two. It might be thirty-two, know. yeah. And then Elias comes out, um, and yeah, that. I mean, the reaction that that got was extremely funny. And my wife was yeah. there, and she's not a big wrestling fan. And I remember she was just like, oh, this guy just rickrolls people. <laughs> she, she was, like, super into it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was much better as a heel, for sure. So what? what's the whole, like, younger brother, I am Ezekiel, like, was this the look? Do you know, I mean, you're a big video game guy more than I am. Was this the look that they were talking about with the 20... 20- the 2k22 that they had were all machos two macho man randy savage we got to change it up that's why we're not using them. like is this the interesting look that was in the video game? I, you know i haven't played the game and i i yeah i'm not sure but because that was the deal wasn't it like they had this character reimagining that they wanted to do and then vince saw it and he said nah it's too much like macho and it was man. elias you mean or yeah interesting. but they had already stuck him in the right, game right they had made an avatar for mm. him that looked a lot like from what i understand something similar to I can what we see saw that happening right yeah Monday. I mean he did it I can see it if they made like a computer generated version of Elias that it would look like uh, a little bit like Randy Savage um yeah. I don't know if any yeah I I be I don't know if the uh, anything this the, the repackaging of the character had anything to do with that but you can you never know man you never know well, you talked. I'll ask you about Cody Rhodes' opening promo too. I think it was you that had said they're probably going to give him twenty minutes to start. The show. Yeah, I called it, and they <laughs> they did exactly yeah. that. Um, did you like the promo? Was it was all about Dusty and the championship and getting it for his dad, even though he can't give it to his dad physically now because Dusty mm-hmm. has passed away, and then he wants to win it for himself and the fans and Dusty and you know uh, the American Dream uh, legacy and all that stuff. Did you like the promo? What did you make of it? I liked. I liked the, I liked what it rep, I liked what it meant and what it represented and I like where it's going right the story of the dashing handsome movie star looking son of Dusty Rhodes finally being able to accomplish what Dusty the legendary Dusty Rhodes was unable to accomplish that's a good story man that writes itself mm-hmm. that they they can't drop the ball with that right it's going to be a long term thing Maybe, maybe not SummerSlam. Maybe even beyond that. Maybe we're talking next year's WrestleMania, right? Cody has to win the championship at some point for any of this yeah. to mean anything. It has to. He has. To, it has to happen. I, Do you think they'll go as far? I see the boyhood dream Shawn Michaels storyline here. That's what I see when I hear this. Do you think they'll go as far as actually putting those two things side by side, or will they avoid any relationship of the Shawn Michaels storyline to interesting. this? Interesting. No, it's going to be very parallel, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very similar. Do you think they'll go, man, Shawn Michaels once did this and he got the boyhood dream and he won at WrestleMania. Cody's kind of doing the same thing. The boyhood dream of making his father proud and winning the title he could never take home and keep. Like, that's what it is to me. And that's why I think it's going to take a while because you got to build that up. you got to have Cody run through hurdles and adversity and not get there and then almost get there and then finally get there, right? Um, 
But do you think they'll associate the Shawn Michaels storyline to it, or they'll stick away from it? I'm sure it will be referenced. I don't know that they'll ram it down our throats, but I'm sure they'll bring it up at some point. And yeah, we know Michaels is there all the time, so yeah, I'm sure it will be it will be brought up. But like, yeah, the promo, as I said, the promo was very much a Cody Rhodes promo. I liked what it represented. I like where the story is going. I like I, I when when I as when I called it, I was like, it's they're going to give Cody 20 minutes up top. When I was watching it, I was like, this is definitely a Cody Rhodes promo because he's doing the sort of holding back the tears thing that he did in AEW yeah. sometimes. I think I, I I love Cody, but I think his promos can be a little bit cringe sometimes. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, it, it was effective and it worked. Yeah, I, I will give him some props. He knew how to work the crowd. Yeah, definitely. Like, there were times in that where I thought he might have lost them. Mm-hmm. And then he just waited for 10 seconds and they went... And if you've ever seen the match that he's talking about, the um, superstar Billy Graham versus Dusty Rhodes, Madison Square Garden, September 77, that, if you want to see a true over superstar wrestler, Dusty Rhodes in that match, it's just unparalleled. Like The the reaction he gets when he wins Fire Count Out, when when he's declared the winner, is the roof comes off the place. And it's I long for a day when we'll, we'll have a star that over again. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be something? What'd you make of the uh, Bobby Lashley MVP split? Are you into Makes this? sense, I guess. Uh, Lashley's a babyface now. He doesn't really... I don't think he's, he's sort of outgrown the need for a mouthpiece. He still can't really cut a promo, but um, hopefully they don't need, need him to cut many promos. He's just... A, a, doing well as a babyface so far like i said he's bit he's more over he got a huge reaction on monday more over than he has been since uh the tr- the trump wrestlemania i think um yeah and then a mask needs a mouthpiece so it makes sense yeah. it makes sense i'm i'm totally for mvp and omos but i'm not sure i love the idea of lashley as a, a sustained baby mm-hmm. face I, he's such a good heel even if he's not saying anything he's just a big monstrous house of a man and he's a better heel to me we'll see how it goes Um, and if they don't really have a plan for him that's what i'm concerned about right yeah okay you've made him a baby face so that you get omos and mvp together but what are you going to do with lashley now and i still wonder if they've somewhat painted themselves into a corner because i feel like they worked themselves out of it i guess a little when lashley won at wrestlemania and now that they've reinvented Omos with MVP, you've sort of saved Omos here. But at what point does Omos not lose? Like, he's got to win with MVP at some point in his corner, I would assume, right? So I don't know what that means for Lashley. Um, one of the things I really liked was the Damian Priest edge stuff. Uh, I believe there's more coming mm-hmm. here. Uh, do you think that we're going to see more members in this group, or is it just these two for a while? Yeah, I think we're going to see. I think we might see some pretty soon. So the rumor, like we, we've written on the site, the sportster.com, you can go, go check it out. Um, some people think Rhea Ripley is going to be added to it. There's certainly been some foreshadowing um, in terms of, you know, um, mise-en-scene in some of the... Uh, background scenes there was like some purple lighting in the background of one of her recent backstage segments i guess um yeah so i think we could see rhea ripley there i think she'd be a good fit um i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i don't know that it's what i it's not personally how i would book edge right now but i'm certainly looking forward to seeing how it goes and yeah i like the suits i like the i like the uh the presentation of it at least 
Ripley makes sense for me just based on the Liv Morgan stuff from Monday. Mm. You know, like they're already barreling her through another tag team partner. So she's broken off from Nikki Ash, and now she's probably going to be breaking off from Liv Morgan. Seems way too early to pull the plug on mm-hmm. this, which to me suggests they have something else they want her to do. Um, and that something else might be the Edge group. And then, then we've heard Tommaso Ciampa, too. Um, that would be interesting because I, I think it was on the last show we talked about Tommaso Ciampa is a guy to me who should get a ton of respect but might not. Mm-hmm. Because of his size. Right, and having him next right? to Damian Priest every week isn't going to do him any favors, is it? No, but putting him in a group. Yeah, like, that's true, yeah. Right? Like, sticking him in a faction where he can sort of be, whether it's the brains or some, he can take on some sort of personality or some sort of role within that group. Um, I do wonder if that will help him. Yeah. So, it could just help him get over, right? Because people will still know who he is, even if WWE doesn't necessarily reference what is going on there. Um, final question I was going to ask you, uh, from raw, I was just drawing a blank here, but, um, I was going to ask you about Seth Rollins. If you think that feud's going to continue with, uh, Cody, because they sort of teased it. He comes out and shakes his hand. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. Else. I think that might be, I think that might be done for now. I think we might see something a little bit further down the line, but yeah, I think they're going to move on from that for now. I think they, I think there's other stuff. I don't think we need to see, we need you to run it back right away. Um, the match was good. The match was really good. Um, I would like to see them wrestle again, but I don't want to see it anytime soon. I certainly don't want to see it in five minutes on SmackDown or Raw, you know? So, yeah. But I think they're done for now. And then what's the next step for Roman Reigns? Uh, he teased that tonight on SmackDown, he's going to reveal his future. Yeah. I guess, thank, knock on wood, thank you that he is not seemingly injured. There was a rumor coming out of the show that he might have mm-hmm. been. It doesn't look like he is. Uh, he showed up, did no bandages on his arm. He's raising his hands nice and fine. So I think he's okay. Uh, he says he's going to tease what he's doing now on Friday. Mm-hmm. Do you envision a certain person? It's hard to say, really. It's really difficult way? to say. I don't know who it could be. Maybe I, he, he could also, he could, maybe he's not injured, but I wouldn't be surprised if he took a couple of weeks off anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Who do you think it could be? I, I really can't. Well, the obvious answer to me seems to be Drew McIntyre. Mm. I don't know if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I've also heard that Cody might be on SmackDown tonight. Mm. I don't think you go there yet, no. though. I would avoid that one for a while. Um, they're they're advertising Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania Backlash, mm. which may not mean he's on the show, but that also might not mean he's leaving, mm-hmm. which is typically what he might do after WrestleMania or a big mm-hmm. loss or some big storyline. He takes a little time mm-hmm. off. Uh, he's having a blast. He says he's loving his comeback right now, so he's probably sticking around. So... I don't know. Maybe there's a rematch here. Maybe there isn't. My only concern, I suppose, if you have Roman Reigns take a little while off, and I know you just suggested a couple weeks, but um, what if he's holding both titles? Do you then run a pay-per-view without a championship match? I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, have they ever done that? Have they ever? Yeah, yeah, I think so. without one of them, I think so. But I don't imagine. I mean, that it what I very what often. would be ideal is if they had if they had treated the mid card titles, particularly the Intercontinental title, if they had treated that title with with just a tiny little bit of respect over the past couple of years, then that can become the sort of de facto top tier title while the champ takes a break or whatever, right? Which I think is yeah. traditionally part of the point of that sort of belt. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying is that had they set the title up in a way that it could have been respected as a main event right, draw. Right, yeah, whereas now if they do that, nobody's could have gotten gonna... away with making it a main event. Mm. At this point, he wasn't even at WrestleMania. Right, and we've seen so Intercontinental title that, matches right? main event before, right? SummerSlam 92. Um, even more recently than that, I feel like there was... Um, 
Man, I swear, was it? I think there might have been an attitude era match where there was uh, where the Intercontinental Title was on the was uh, on the line in the main event, but it might have been a title for it might have been like a winner take all match, right? When maybe when Aust- when yeah. uh, Austin won both of them or something. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few like '92 was the big one, Bulldog and Hitman. Uh, WrestleMania six, obviously, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan was that's the it, yeah, and that, that. yeah. Um, but more recently, I don't. There's been one or two, especially on Raw like, and SmackDown and stuff. Yeah, but not it certainly hasn't been been written up. Well, it hasn't even been defended. The Intercontinental Title hasn't even been defended on a pay per view in over a year, I think. Right, which is just it's, kind of what. That's yeah, true. That's it's very step. very wild. Um, I think they need to maybe merge, just merge the US and Intercontinental Titles, and just um, start start booking that 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 mid card title a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been a proponent on the shows that there are too many titles in WWE. Uh, I don't believe that they'll ever uh, limit that simply if for no other reason than merchandise sales. That's another thing that yeah. AEW is uh, a trap that they're falling into as well, right? When they started, they only had a couple of belts, and now they've got loads, and now they've also got all the Ring of Honor belts. Like all the Ring of Honor yeah. titles are now de facto AEW titles. We're seeing them on AEW TV. We're seeing them defended on AEW TV. Um, yeah, so I don't know what. Um, I don't, yeah, it's like another trap they're falling into. Just yeah, I think they're, the start of that was the FTW Championship. Once they brought that out and started making that something that people were legitimately like, fine if you want to make it the million dollar championship that never gets defended and you just wear it because you're bragging. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when you start defending it in matches, you're like, this isn't even a sanctioned. Title and there's talk of a, there's talk of a trios title and women's tag titles and stuff. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. At least at least they've got at least with Ring of Honor they've they've potentially got some more i don't know if ring of honor is gonna i don't know if they're gonna get a tv show i kind of don't think they should i think they should stick to like a streaming platform um but yeah at least there's more space for those titles to be defended you know all right let's close the show but i have one more thought a topic that i want to address it'll be quick but who do you think is showing up on smackdown tonight because typically the smackdown following wrestlemania has as many if not just slightly fewer surprises than the wrestlemania monday tends to have uh, I'm hearing Lacey Evans. Uh, she should be on the show tonight. Uh, whether she's actually on during the two hours or not, she's supposed to be backstage from what I understand. Um, do you expect anybody to show up? There's a few women that I'm waiting to have come back, but yeah. uh, who do you think, so who do you think makes a return Bailey, tonight? Oscar, Lacey Evans on the shelf. I would expect to see at least... Wherever Alexa Bliss is, who knows what she's I'd doing I'd expect right to now, see... It's probably but... at Disneyland or something, right? I'd expect to see at least one of those back. Probably Lacey Evans. Um... And then, yeah, in terms of... I'm not really sure who else... In terms of the, the, the men's roster, I'm not really sure who else we're expecting. Um, maybe we don't see any surprises. Maybe they're done. Maybe they maybe they drop the ball off the mania like they tend to do. Well, I would think NXT is going to bring something. Like, the Dolph Ziggler and uh, Braun Breaker match was probably the biggest, longest segment on Monday's Raw. Yeah. Right? They had the title match. It lasted 15, 20 minutes. It was a good match. Yeah. Breaker wins the NXT Championship back. That was a big deal, even though they didn't have Do you think it. he got the reaction, um, the reaction that they expected him to get when he, you mean when he on won? On Raw, yeah. Or just when he came? On Raw. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the crowd was okay. Mm. Uh, they were the typical like weirdo WrestleMania crowd that tends to like to you know, uh, steal a show. I felt that was... I was watching that happen a lot where they were trying to overtake. Sometimes the audience in WWE just tries to overtake the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a touch There was a touch of that on Monday. I watched that match, and though I, I did realize, I'm like, I was a little surprised Braun Breaker got it back, because that, to me, tells me they're not bringing him up regularly, other than maybe they're going to have the title defended on Raw on a regular basis. But 
uh, that he's going back to NXT to be the face of that brand again. I said, okay, well, they're pushing him there. I like him a lot. Like, the way that he wrestles, his look, his feel, uh, how quick he moves. I think he's a star in the making. Mm-hmm. I think wonder, I'm wondering if they're just slow playing him. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of talk that they were going to bring him up and, and move him into a good spot. But this suggests to me that they're going to slow that down a little bit. The one NXT person I'm wondering about, or the people, are Imperium. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we might see them mm-hmm. tonight. Mm. Uh, could just be... Good Gunther or Walter, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call him, uh, could be all of them. But I do wonder because he's moved back, he's moved to the U.S. He's willing to make the jump. He's he just lost recently mm-hmm. on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that usually signals that something's going to happen here, also so, lost a lot of uh, weight me, and uh, yeah, yeah, he looks like he looks great. <laughs> yeah. Although you you had written, and we were all in a kind of agreement. It's like we kind of missed the pudgy. Yeah, Walter, man, right? I missed like, that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it certainly was a part of his character mm-hmm. even though i'm sure he would not want to be known that being a part of his character but um he looks great yeah now. he looks good for it's sure just, yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting to see if that happens well, i'm looking forward to seeing them on the main roster if that's true and if they are booked appropriately and, and utilized correctly then yeah i think imperium on the main roster could be very good hopefully they don't go the same way we were all excited when hit row came up and look how that turned out well, it turned Saturday. out well because we got Swerve on AEW, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it turned out well for one guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And all the other members of the group are like, well, I would come back if they Yeah, <laughs> They're all doing their of own course, thing now, yeah. right? So Swerve's the only one that doesn't care. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see what happens here. Well, let's let's close her off. That was a good discussion. I The Tony Khan stuff I really wanted to touch on because it just was everywhere. And I was kind of curious as to what you were thinking when you saw that tweet mm-hmm. and We've got SmackDown coming tonight. We've got Rampage, as you've mentioned, coming tonight. Uh, the Wheeler Yuta John Moxley match is supposed to be, uh, from what you're saying, fire, yeah. so that should mm-hmm. be good. And then uh, you never know, right? We've got all these storylines coming out of WrestleMania, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. we'll but, be back soon. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. Uh, we'll have this audio version on the podcast channel. Make sure that you tune in, subscribe to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your favorite platforms. And we'll pop some of these clips maybe on Twitter or Facebook, too. Uh, enjoy SmackDown, enjoy Rampage, and we will uh, talk to you Monday night on Facebook for Talking Rock. Yeah, thank Thanks you, guys. Time. Don't forget to check out our stuff on thesportster.com. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market